laugh this morning. And I don't mind, you know, I laugh at others at times, so if I'm being laughed at, I don't mind, but, you know, I'm happy this morning. And I won't give up on God, and I pray that you don't give up on him either, because he won't give up on you. He's never given up on you. He's never given up on me. You know, that's why conviction comes. That's why the stirring of your spirit comes. And, you know, that's why the word comes. And sometimes you find a, heart, a song being poured into your heart because he hasn't given up on you. He's able. He's able. No matter what you might be dealing with, he's able. You know, I, I like the fact that we can make a joyful noise unto him. We don't have to be professionals. But it's just a joyful noise to let him know that we appreciate him. Mighty God. Bless your Lord Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. <laughs> Mighty God. Certainly our prayer is that those of you that are listening, that, that you are enjoying, enjoy your life with Christ. And certainly you you must, in order to enjoy life, you got to laugh at yourself. You know, I was, um, I could name a number of silly things that have occurred and, uh, you know, um, and you have to laugh at yourself when you do things or when you, uh, no matter how you may have practiced to do something or what you think you're doing is right. You know, I, I had some some hand wipes, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm just wiping with these these wipes and I didn't have my glasses on. And, and so uh, one day now I've been using these wipes for a couple of days and and, and I um, happened to put my glasses on and I looked and these were not hand wipes. These were not body wipes. These were mop and glow wipes. And, you know, had I, had I not put my glass on, I would have never seen that. But I had to laugh, you know, because they were, they were working to get the dirt off. But listen, when you make mistakes or when you do things, you need to laugh at yourself. Just thought I would take that opportunity to say that. You know, and I, and I pray that 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 you have found some laughter, some joy this morning. The Bible tells us that laughter does our heart good. Laughter is like a medicine, and so it does things for us that uh, that medicine may not be able to do. You know, you ever notice your disposition? And everything changes when you begin to laugh, when you begin to uh, to look at things differently, when you take on a different mindset. Uh, that it changes and it can even change the outcome. You know, uh, people that have been diagnosed with uh, uh, ailments that was threatening their lives, the doctors asked them, is there anyone in your life that you haven't forgiven? Is there anything that you're holding on to? Because they found out that, that stuff that we hold on to, that we harbor in our hearts, uh, have a tendency to impact our bodies and to break us down and to tear us down instead of releasing it instead of letting it go we hold on to it and it eats us up from the inside 
it eats us up. And so the word of God says that we should forgive. As we desire God to forgive us, we should forgive others. Yeah, well, they did me wrong. Listen, you should forgive. It hurt. Yes, it did. But you need to forgive. Because if you can't forgive your brothers or sisters that you see, uh, then how is it that God is going to forgive you? And that is the scripture. That is the word of God. And so um, uh, let go of things. Laugh at yourself. Forgive yourself. Which is one of the uh, a hard thing that many of us have found to do. But if you learn to forgive yourself, and, and I don't mean being dismissive. Well, I did wrong and I'm just going to dismiss. No, I don't mean that. I mean that when you feel convicted, when things have touched you, you have to learn to forgive yourself um, as God has forgiven you also. And you have to laugh at yourself when, when things don't go as planned. You know, this has been one of those mornings I was sharing with with um, with a brother uh, this morning that, you know, I got up and I, after spending two days of preparing and you know, it takes time. Ministers know what I'm talking about. It takes time to prepare. You know, everything I prepared was gone. Uh, and so I do have preparation because I have 66 books here in front of me. You know, I, I have I have all the notes that I need to have uh, because it is here in front of me uh, through the word of God. But, you know, it's those things that you write down and you say, oh, yeah, I'm going to bring that out and you know, and so we're going to go into the word of God and we're going to see what God has to say this morning. And, and so I solicit your prayers. Pray for me as I am praying for you. And so we're going to go into the 13th chapter of the book of Revelation, uh, the 13th chapter. And uh, let me just give you what uh, what I have as far as in this, this teaching, this exhortation this morning. It, it is the dreadful terrible, influential, invisible man. And this is, uh, you know, this is about the 34th lesson in uh, from the book of Revelation. And so uh, as we go into the word of God this morning, uh, just giving you a little moment to, to use your device, or if you like me, I, I have paper in front of me or a paperback, you know that. And so uh, the Bible said, and I, stood upon the sea of the sand of the sea and I saw a great a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads ten horns and upon his horns ten crowns and upon his heads the name of blasphemy and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard and his feet were as the feet of a bear and his mouth as the mouth of a lion and the dragon gave his power and his seat and great authority and I saw as one of the heads as it was wounded to death And his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. 
and they worship the beast. Let me read that again. And they worship the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. They worship the dragon, which gave power to the beast. Now, I want you to imagine that dragon beast. It, for those that, that can't see me, I'm holding up two fingers. <laughs> so, and he gave power to, and, and they worship the beast. So they worship the dragon and they worship the beast. Okay. Saying who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue. So uh, he was permitted power authority was given to him to continue for 40 and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name. Then the beast was blaspheming, spoke words of uh, uh, to discredit, to disgrade, to break against God, to blaspheme his name, to blaspheme his temple, and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him We'll come back to that. It was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given over all kindreds, tongues and nations, and all that dwell upon the earth shall all that well upon the earth shall worship him whose name whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world the ninth verse says if any man woman, boy, or girl, have an ear, let him hear. Thank you, Jesus. Now, as we look at what is being said, if you recall, if you've been following along as we, the teachings from the book of Daniel, uh, it should be ringing a bell right now. It should be stirring something up in you right now. Because Daniel said uh, in the seventh chapter that he had a dream. And this dream troubled him. It troubled him so much that I'm going to say that it may have made him nauseated. Uh, it may have kept him from eating for a while. 
it may have kept him from wanting to go back to sleep. You ever have one of those dreams where you don't want to go back to sleep because it was so terrible? If you ever had a dream about your soul being lost, I know you didn't want to go back to sleep. If you ever had been stirred by God according to what he wanted or what he was not pleased with, you don't want to go back to sleep. You're not going to blow that off uh, anytime soon. No way fast. Are you going to blow that off and just roll over and go to sleep? Daniel said that in the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel said, I had a dream and vision in my head and wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel said that by night, the night vision, uh, behold, there was four winds that strove upon the great sea. And four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from, so they was different from each other. And as Daniel goes on to speak about this, he says that I came near unto one of them that stood by. So Daniel in his dream was not alone. Daniel in his dream see the four beasts that are going to rise up upon the continent and he went to one of them that stood by. And you have to, at least I do, I question, who were they? I know the Bible said that we are encamped about with a great cloud of witness. And so who were they besides ministering spirits of the Lord uh, for those that are inheriting salvation, those that fear the Lord? And he asked him the truth of all of this so in Daniel's dream in your dream you can ask questions let that marinate for a moment when you have a dream you are consciously aware of what is going on and you can ask questions. Listen to what is being said and ask about it. I was in a dream and I was standing next to um, uh, my pastor that has gone on to be with the Lord. And I, I could tell you what they looked like, how their hair was fixed, the attire that they had on, and I was trying to look over their shoulder a little bit to see what they were writing, what they were preparing. And uh, they gave me some instructions. And as I walked away, after hearing what was said, as I walked away, they called my attention and when I went back, they gave me more instructions. And as I was waking up, I wondered for a split moment to ask, was this a dream or what? And I heard the word of God. I heard the inst additional instructions which validated 
the dream, and that was for me to go and read a particular book of the Word of God that I was not studying. It was something I had not been reading, nothing I was meditating on, anything that I had been familiar with recently, which validated everything that the word that was in the dream. All because a question was asked. You need to ask the question. The Bible tells us in all our getting, get an understanding. You can have knowledge. Knowledge is good. But knowledge is even better when you have an understanding. You know, understanding means that I, I know how it works. I know why it works. I know why it didn't work. And, I, you know, and after a while, those in our academics and technical or whatever field you're in, medicine, that's what how you become an expert. And so Daniel says, I came near unto them that stood by and I asked him the truth of all this. And he told me and made me to know the interpretation of the things. The great beasts, which are four, and are four kings, which are which shall arise up out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. The Bible tells us that the meek shall inherit the earth. Uh, so those that that make movies that we like to you know watch, ooh, wow, we meteor hit the Earth and destroyed it, you know, and people taking off on spaceships to go find other planets and all of that kind of stuff. That's called that's entertainment. Uh, that's all it is, but that's not the word of God. And then I and then I would know the truth of the four beasts, which were diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron and whose nails of brass. Uh, which devoureth break in pieces and stamp the residue with his feet. And of the ten horns which were up on his head, uh, the, representing authority. And so Daniel goes on to speak about this and how the ancient of days came and judgment would be given to the saints of the Most High. Now Paul uh, says, know ye not that you shall judge uh, the world and angels speaking about those that have fallen from the grace of God, which we refer to now are we as demons. Fallen angels are demons. They are not gods. Lucifer, Satan is a angelic being, not a God. OK, you know, people uh, Hollywood has taken and made the image of the a warfare that that is described within the scriptures that God is fighting against an equal. Well, no, that's not right. God is not fighting against an equal. This is not a version of Batman versus the Joker. And sometimes the Joker is is hammering Batman and sometimes Batman is hammering the Joker. This is not that episode. This is not an episode of uh, of. Of uh, Superman, a Clark Kent turned changing into his attire and fighting against another villain that has equal power. This is not that. God is sovereign and he reigns supreme. It means the same thing, sovereign, God. And, and so uh, the Bible says that uh, the sons of God came to present themselves and Lucifer, Satan, came also. And God spoke to him. 
He didn't speak to him as an equal. Have you considered my servant Job? Listen, you'll have to go back in, into the book of Ezekiel and uh, you know, I listen to some of the teaching about that, the king of Tyre. But understand this, that he is not God's equal. When Michael, the archangel, disputed with him, he simply said, the Lord rebuke you. That's it. Uh, he didn't go on to anything else about how pride was lifted up in him and he was cast out and, or anything like that. He just said, the Lord rebuke you because he Lucifer Satan knows who has the authority, who is king of king and lord of lords. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And, and so uh, the Bible tells us, and, and oh, I'm, I'm, that Daniel's vision, and we see it here. John says, and I stood upon the sands of the sea. And I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, get having seven heads, ten horns, and upon his horns, ten crowns, and upon his head, the name of blasphemy. The name of blasphemy. So in the seventh chapter of Daniel, as he said, he said, I, I saw a beast which was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him power and his seat and great authority. Now, Daniel sees this. Uh, read what you have there. That definition. And I saw one of his heads as it was wounded. So Daniel is seeing this. Daniel sees all that John is speaking about. The act or offense of speaking sarcastically about God or sacred, thi sacred things, profane talks. He was detained. Okay, so we're talking about blasphemy. What the enemy does. What did it say? The act or offense of speaking sarcastically. The act or offense of speaking sarcastically. About God. About God. Or. Sacred things. Sacred things or his people. Because you can blaspheme. You can blaspheme by speaking against God's people. That's what keep your mouth off God's people. Yeah, but they, no, keep your mouth off of God's people. That no good is going to come from that. Uh, as, as Aaron, as Miriam, who spoke against Moses. And Miriam uh, suffered the consequences of her actions. You cannot put your mouth on God's people, that is blasphemy as well. You put your mouth on the sacred things of God, that is blasphemy. You put your mouth upon God himself, that is blasphemy. 
and you don't want to be found in that situation. And so John says, and the beast which I saw, now, now understand something here, that what John is seeing, what has occurred, uh, John first saw it happening in the heavens. Mm -hmm. John saw something occurring in the heavens that have now moved upon the earth. The Bible said, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven. So you got to go back, look at what the word of God is saying. Now, remember, we're still in the uh, uh, dealing with the trumpets that are sounding. All of this is yet occurring. And, and so the seventh trumpet has sounded because John says that and the seventh trumpet sounded. And there was great voices in heaven saying the kingdom of this world are become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. And then John goes on. I'm dropping down to the 12th chapter, the first verse. That was 11 and 15. And he said, there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed in the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head, a crown of, of 12 stars. And she being with child. And uh, there was a, a war that was going on. And so I'll let you read the rest of that because that was in the heavens. But then when you get to the 13th uh, chapter, we are now seeing, John is seeing what is happening up on the earth. And so now John says, I see Standing upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the, the sea, having seven heads and ten horns and upon his horns ten crowns and upon his head the name of blasphemy. And you already know what blasphemy is to speak against God, those secret, the sacred things of God and his people. And the beast which I saw was like a leopard. And the feet were as the feet of a bear and his mouth as the mouth of a lion and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. The dragon. The dragon did this. You need to understand who and what that dragon is. Maybe you guessed it. Maybe you figured it out on your own. Maybe you've already thought about it. And, uh, and, and but the. The Bible tells us in the ninth verse of the 12th chapter, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, who was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. That's who the dragon is. So the beast that rises up, that receives this power, it is a demonic power. It is a power that has been, uh, it is an anointing. So understand something. The beast is anointed. What some might say charismatic, and charming, enchanting. The devil gives him who is him, a person. Gives him power and his seat. So he's elevated and given great authority here on the earth. When? 
after the rapture of the church. My God, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Woo! Bless your name, Jesus. Now, you need to understand that none of this can and will occur all of a sudden. There is, uh, in the word of God, it tells us why there is not a full-fledged of this occurring at this moment. Uh, Thessal Second Thessalonians 2 says, uh, remember, now Paul is writing to the church of Thessalonians. He had to deal with them because someone told the Thessalonians, uh, told the church there that you, uh, that the rapture, the, oh, the not the rapture, that's not used in the scripture, but uh, the, the people of God has already been caught up in your left here. Now, there are some that here right now today and on the 23rd of January, 2020, think the rapture has already taken place and it is not. Something that uh, by getting a, a vaccination and I'm not talking about to, and I'm not trying to encourage you to run out and get a shot or nothing like that. I'm just telling you that the vaccination is not a sneaky way of implanting uh, the mark of the beast in you because the word of God does not say that is how it will happen. I I'm basing it off the word of God. I believe the word of God. And I hope you believe the word of God, too. It speaks about it being implanted in your hand or your forehead, which Switzerland has already begun doing. And uh, there has already been a patent and medical permission that has been given for it to be done here in the U.S. Mm hmm. Yes. And, and I'm, I'm not going back to that right now, but but. Uh, the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians, about the second chapter, it says, for the mystery of iniquity doeth already work. So the enemy is already at work. Only he who now letteth will until he is taken out of the way, speaking about the spirit of God. And then shall the wicked be revealed, that invisible man that I referred to. Then shall the wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him, uh-huh, listen, even him who coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. So those that do not make it because they have rejected the word of God today. Remember, if you're not all in, you're, you're all out. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Either you are all in or you're all out. There is no God is not through with me yet. You know, and when he's through with me, I'll come forth as pure gold. And it's been 20 years now. It's been 15. It's been 10 years. And you still making that statement because uh, that is your excuse and your ticket to sin. No, that means that there is that means there's sin in your heart that you're not willing to give up. And so if you're not willing to give it up now. What make you think you're going to be willing to give it up then with all the deceitfulness 
of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. That is the word of God. And so since it is the word of God, why would I believe or why would you believe anything else? And for this cause, for this reason, the Bible, I'm reading you the scripture. I'm not making this up. The Bible said, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. I can say amen and walk away from the microphone right now. Because it's a decision. Remember that ninth verse says, he that have an ear, let him hear. And so it's a decision. It's time that to make a decision. We want to pray for things. Lord, bless me with a house. Lord, bless me with a car. Lord, bless me with some money. Bless me with this. Your most urgent prayer, your most serious prayer should be, Lord, save my soul. Lord, help me to live right. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I guarantee you that if you live right, you'll obtain the things that you need because you'll start acting right. You'll start spinning right. You'll start saving right. You'll you proceed with more uh, conscious awareness of what you are going to do and the decisions that you make. Well, you know, I would like to have that and it looks good, and, you know, and but I know if I go out and buy that it's going to increase my debt instead of me. And I could save that and keep working with what I currently have. So you got to think. Frugal. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, it the. We become better stewards in our life and what we do and how we respond even in our natural life. First come the natural, then the spiritual. You're not going to be all bent out of shape naturally and spiritually. I got it all together. Uh -huh, I'm 100. No, nope, you're going to have to. You, your natural life. Uh, also impacts your spirit and your spirit impacts your natural because the Bible tell us that uh, that the uh, the spirit of a man sustains there from me. So your spirit man impacts your natural man as well. Listen. So John says that uh, the beast which I saw was like a lot. He goes on and great authority is seat. The devil has possessed this individual. This individual is now elevated and I saw one of the heads as it was wounded and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered about the beast the world saw what had occurred that it was unto death it was the the man was wounded you can't wound the spirit so it's talking about the individual the man that is possessed by the spirit of the dragon with great power and authority and the world is able to see it watch social media what is it that you don't see today what is it that you're not aware of because of the media uh, that we have at our fingertips hmm and they worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast 
So people that are here are now in a deceptive state and they will, the Bible said, and they worship. So you can say, I won't do that if I'm here. But the word of God says that they worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worship the beast. What they would not do in this day and time and by worshiping God, they will worship the beast and the one that gave the dragon that gave power unto the beast. And the Bible said there was given unto him a mouth. He had a voice speaking a mouth. He had a voice. He had the he had people's attention, help people captive, had their attention, help captive. Speaking great things and blasphemy. So he's speaking great things at the same time, blaspheming God. Speaking great things in the ear of the listeners. You're not going to be able to avoid it. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm going to put my fingers in my ear. I'm going to put cotton in my ear. Put on some earplugs. Whatever you want to think you're going to hear. It's going to become a conversation among those that are here that got left behind. You know, it's one of the most frightening movies to watch. You've been left behind. Uh, where people was left, uh, they, they rejected and, and while they were sitting in service, the minister was up. And if you go to our website, there's a clip of something similar to that, uh, connectingtruth.org, where the people were in service and the minister was telling them God could come any moment. He could come next week. He could come next month. He could even come and then that was it. And there was those that was in the audience that was started to look around because the person they came to church with or the person that they may have been next to was gone. Go to connectingtruth.org and take a look at that clip that's there. And so those that are here will hear get a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and they are going to be persuaded. There's going to, you're going to be those that are going to be persuaded. And power was given to, to last for 42 months, three and a half years. And his mouth, and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God. The blasphemy, to blaspheme his name, the tabernacle in them that dwell in heaven. See? Them that dwell in heaven. So even though, huh, thank you, Jesus, mighty God. Hey, glory. Bless your name, Jesus. Here it is, the church of God has been caught up. Them that are dead will rise first and then we which are alive shall be caught up in the air to meet the Lord and never be with me. Are caught up and the enemy is still going on and on and on and on and on and on about the great name of Jesus. Still going on and on about the church where souls are delivered, the ark of safety. Still going on and on about you and how you serve God, but yet you're nowhere to be found. Just going on and on. And the Bible said it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power is given unto him 
over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So this is a bilingual individual. This person can speak multiple languages. Not gonna, I, I don't believe there's gonna be, uh, that he's gonna have much need of an interpreter. That's me, I said that. But the Bible said that the power was given him over all kindreds. Talking about a unified United Nations. No, this goes beyond United Nations. Given power over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth. All that dwell upon the earth. Whose names are not written in the book of life. So if your name is not written in the book of life, this is what you have to look forward to. And this is just a, uh, this is just a seven trumpet. We haven't gotten into, uh, into some other areas. And, and as we uh, walk through Revelation, what do you have to look forward to? The dreadful? What do you have to look forward to? The terrible? The influential? The invisible man that will then become visible? What do you have to look forward to? The blasphemous words? being deceived, deceit. What do you have to look forward to? Without Christ, this world is temporary. There's nothing here that's eternal until God makes it eternal. Bless you, Jesus. We'll come back to that another time. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. Now, this message is not for you. Now, Paul said this. He said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, them which are asleep, that they sorrow not as others which have no hope. We have hope. You have hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven in a shout with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. You might want to talk about your favorite movie. That's fine. You know, I binged on, on something yesterday uh, as after I came back from, from running errands and, and taunting the, my, my basketball players, and, you know, and... and uh, hitting the gym and, and stuff. And then I binged on uh, a movie until uh, until I went through all 10 episodes. You know, and I enjoyed it. But that's not my main conversation. Those are actors getting paid to do that, to entertain us. But what I do want to focus on is the inner man. Your inner man. My inner man. And we ought to comfort ourselves with these words. And we ought to speak these words. Maranatha. The Lord come. The Lord is going to come. We have to remember that. And let me let me tell you, you apply that in your daily life, in your whatever situation. Lord, you know, I found myself um, dealing with some a spirit of discouragement one day as I was driving 
and I was thinking about some things, but then I, I remembered the word of God and I began to apply the word of God in my life. I was comforted by the word of God. When you find yourself dealing with such, be comforted by the word of God. Because in the end, as someone has preached so many men, in the end, we win. The Bible didn't say that the enemy overcame the saints. It, the words, uh, sticks and stones and the words, were never. Uh, they didn't impact those that was in glory. But those that did not yield unto the Lord was impacted. Those that refused to hear what the word of God was saying was left here. They weren't caught up. Those that said, don't judge me, didn't think about the word of God has already pronounced those things that have been written. And since it's been written, what can you do about that? It's law. It's been written. And so the word of God tell us, it says, if any man have an ear, let him hear. Listen, don't tick-tock it to someone else. Don't tweet it to someone else. Don't don't place it on Facebook and forget about it. Uh, don't don't you know uh, hit the pause button or send it to voicemail and you know and or anything. But the word of God is something that is applicable to our lives. It is something that we're to apply to ourselves. Everyone, no matter who you are, what position you may have been called into by the grace of God, because gifts and callings are without repentance. So, so you can have a gift and you can have a call. It doesn't mean you're going to be saved if you don't apply the word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this, your word. Thank you, Lord God, for blessing us, for giving us what it has been needed for this day so that we can govern ourselves according to your word. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the bread of life. And we thank you for the blessings that you have proclaimed in our life today. Lord, while we walk with a conscious awareness of your presence, we walk with a conscious awareness of your coming, Lord Jesus, but we, as we live this moment, as we live in this, in the now, the right now, the presence, your word tell us that uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Look out there, those that are, as they have listened to your word and as others will hear your word later, they have a need and you know how to meet that need. Lord Jesus, you said faith come by hearing and they're hearing the word being proclaimed. They're hearing the prayer that is going forth. Lord God, and we ask that you would bless them. Lord God, you know the, the need. I pray, Lord God, for the economics. I pray, Lord God, for the health and, Lord, the mental stability, the emotional stability of, of your people, Lord God. I pray and ask that you would bless, Lord God, as you are able to do, which there's nothing impossible for you. There's nothing too hard for you. Lord God, as we embrace your word and we apply your word to our lives, Lord God, I ask that you would visit the home. Lord God, be in the home, be in the car. You know the, the trouble and the struggle that may be going on in the relationship between him and her. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would that you would bless them. Lord God, let the issue be solved and then resolved. Lord God, uh, bless Lord God, Lord Jesus. And Lord God, we thank you, Lord, that the children 
Lord Jesus. And I ask that you would bless, Lord God, not just the children, but all of us to walk in a spirit of obedience. In Jesus' name, amen. To you be the glory and the honor. Bless your name, Jesus. If you don't have not found a church home, I want to encourage you to find, get in church. Don't believe that, that no one, uh, that the church is not necessary. The physical building isn't. Uh, read your Bible. That's why you need to be in a Bible-based church. A cornerstone means found, it deals with the foundation. And, and a cornerstone, for those that may not have known, is a load-bearing item. And so it bears the load of a bridge, a building. And without it, you cannot put the building or the bridge together. You need to be in a good foundation church that teaches you the word of God. And, you know, where you can ask questions. I, I encourage the saints to ask questions. What you don't know, what you don't understand, what has been said, ask questions. Do not pretend like you know. Ask. It's important for you to ask. Daniel asked, Lord, uh, ask those that was nearby. <laughs> what does this mean? I need to understand this. You need to ask questions to the ministers, Sunday school teacher, the, the pastor, the elders, the men, whoever. Ask questions. This is dealing with your soul's salvation. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, I know the Bible says that that uh, confess with your mouth and confession is made unto salvation. But we also read that they were baptized. They had their sins washed away, remitted in the name of Jesus. So it's not just one. And, and no, this is it's not a, uh, what is a recipe for salvation? No, but it is the word of God. You know, recipes we can alter. You know, uh, you making uh, whatever your German chocolate cake and you've altered the recipe and it comes out a little moist, a little better. No, no. In the word of God, it is line upon line, precept upon precept. The Bible also said he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The Bible tells that that the Lord told the disciples go forth and preach in his name remission and repentance. Remission of sin and repentance should be preached in his name. So we'll come, we'll come back to that. But listen, God bless you. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Go to church. Get in. Yes, go to church. Go to church. Uh, Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. God bless you. Be faithful unto the Lord. Be faithful unto him. We're, we're going into our next part of the service, which is our Sunday school lesson. And uh, we have a young man that's going to exhort that lesson this morning. And, you know, and so just asking that you would um, continue to pray for us as we pray for you. Look forward to you being in service with us. God bless. And we have some new things that are coming up. Uh, our our man focus program, which will be coming up on a weekly uh, night. And there's going to be some hard subjects and topics that are going to be talked about. Uh, and so just want you to know that I'm putting it out there right now because we're going to be uh, talking and dealing with those issues that uh, are painful. We're going to be dealing with some issues and it's going to help uh, Mr. Mom and it's going to help, uh, 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 excuse me, yep, Mr. Mom, you know, they're single fathers that are raising children and, you know, and, and Miss Dad who is raising that young man. And well, not only that young man, but that young woman, but we're going to deal with some things and I'm excited about that. Uh, and so uh, uh, until then, 
Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street. See you in service. Remember, the songs featured are respectively property of our artists. My psalmists are producers and sometimes mean when I mess it up. But listen, continue to pray for me. I love God. God bless you. Yeah.